taste of dragon's gaming podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste of dragon's gaming podcast. A podcast for everyone's day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you champions listen to. This week, the Red Light District is turning the game into cyber snacks. The news is being done awesomely quick. Our topic is going to be delicious. And our dragon this week has gadgets for every Robert. Game company, Toys for Bob. And as always, I'm the guy who chomps chains, Brian. And I'm just a dude whose hand turned into a strawberry and is now rethinking all of his life choices. My name is Troy. I'm snug as a bug in a cyberpunk game. And I'm Manda. I'm shooting people in the Old West. I'm Lewis. And I'm the person who likes to watch and game, Joe. Oh. <laughs> uh, I would like to remind everyone, because I know we've been, uh, or at least I've been forgetting to, to remind everyone that we are doing this remotely. We have been for the last, what, couple of months, guys? But how, many, right. how many months has this been? I don't know, man. What wow. is on? <laughs> Um, right. Turns out there's a plague happening, and it's still happening. Th- this plague is officially right? that friend at the party that you're just like, yo, like, <laughs> like I got work in the gone. morning, and yeah. like, ah, <sighs> hey, do do you have a ride? Can I call somebody? Can I can I get you a cup of coffee or something? You oh, know, just get. You or know, you on want one out? more drink? Oh, uh, okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Just one more, one more. <laughs> God, and you're texting your friend like, give me, five, please text me in five minutes with an emergency. <laughs> just make it up. Just make it up. Make Whatever it, it is, just please. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're doing it remotely, and uh, we also did a little twist on it as well, because before it was just uh, uh, Troy, Amanda, and Joe and myself being in separate locations, and then Lewis was able to also get a separate recording uh, device, so we were able to add him in on it too, which is great, because otherwise it'd be like no Lewis for like several months again. Yes, it would be a very long time. I would just get texts about, good job, guys, good job, good job, and I'd be like, cool. Dope. <laughs> I like listening to you guys talk. It's like I'm there, but not really. <laughs> what do you mean, middle school with my friends? <laughs> they, got, they got real dark real fast. And specific. <laughs> Looking at you, Robbie. <laughs> well, speaking of dark and specific, let's get into our games this week. What are you playing? And you know what, Troy? Would you like to start us off this week? Hell yeah, Brian. I played Bug Snacks. Let's talk about Bug Snacks. Can we talk about Just talking about Bug Snacks? We're going to talk about Bug Snacks. Bug Snacks is an adventure video game made by the studio Young Horses. Now, you may know Young Horses, or you may not, because it's this is the first game they've made. Oh, so you probably don't. <laughs> but you kind of say, do, think... <laughs> because they were formed out of the team that made Octodad. I was about oh. to Remember say. Remember that gangly game? Uh, I do. So Octodad was a game that was like had a really catchy song and was about a, a, an octopus who is trying to pass off that they're it, a father. It had a catchy song. Oh, Octodad! <laughs> no one suspects a thing. You made that up. <laughs> I a hundred percent did not, and you know I didn't because they made another catchy song for Bug Snacks. So I was afraid when I when I was going into Bug Snacks that this was going to be too much like Octodad, meaning it was going to be a really fun gimmick. You know, uh, but then like after 15 minutes, like that's it. And then it's, it just kind of wears thin. Bug Snacks is not that. Bug Snacks has got some heart, y'all. Uh, you play as this 
what is it a thwomp <laughs> <laughs> it's a made-up a word i don't even know yeah a, a, a clumby uh, <laughs> you're, you're like this. You, you ever read the book? Wait, pl- wait, 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 wait. Do you play as something that a plumbus gets made out of or something? What is this? Are you playing as you're, a clumsy you're a gumpy? Clumby, apparently. Uh, to you're Troy. a grumpus. You're a grumpus. You're a grumpus. That's, that's, that's what it that's is. Your actual name. Oh, now it makes sense. <laughs> we now got to it. We got to it. That's the scientific name. They're kind of like, if you, if you remember uh, that book where the wild things are, picture the wild things, but like little cute bipedal versions of those <laughs> that's who you play as and who this entire world is populated by and you're a journalist and you're about to lose your job and your boss is like you better get a good story or else you're out and you're like i heard about this like this adventurer who found this island with these bugs who are also snacks and apparently things get weird and he's like whatever she's like i'm gonna prove it and you set off on this adventure for to, to like have the case of the century and hit all the headline newspapers and you get there and things are things have gone wrong. There's a, like this lovely little like scientific community that was like researching these bug snacks. It's all fell through. Their leader is missing. Everyone has left their town and it's just in disarray. And you it's your job to try and find them, interview them for the journalistic aspect and also kind of bring them back together to find their leader. It was a great premise. I thought this was just going to be eat a bug that looks like a strawberry and then your hand turns into a strawberry because I, yes that I is wish. also part of it i, I wish <laughs> uh, that sounds like the perfect game or the epitome of the year 2020 to me at least <laughs> oh like everything is wrong and then you have to yeah. like bring it all together <laughs> through the power, together. power of journalism um <laughs> so this game when it was developed was originally because the the they wanted to make a new pokemon snap and so they made a bunch of little cute creatures that all kind of say their names as they run around. <laughs> and uh, this one person made a waffle pillar, which was a caterpillar made out of waffles. And everyone oh. looked at him and were like, you are a genius. <laughs> yes. And they I have to agree. <laughs> and they changed the entire premise of their game to be that it's cute. It's fun. I highly recommend everyone checking it out. It's free on, play- on PlayStation 5 if you've got one. Bug snacks, y'all. It's beautiful. Talking about bug snacks. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Joe? What did you play this week? I finally got to dig my hands into the Nintendo Special Edition Game & Watch. Oh. Ooh. It was uh, really cool. That's the gold one. Yeah, it's so cute. It's a little bit thinner than a micro and a little bit taller than the micro if you have a Game Boy Micro. Um, but I clearly do like to play with these small, silly little things that Nintendo makes, so... We were very excited about it when they were coming out. And I think they were coming out on the same day the PlayStation 5 was coming out, if memory serves me right. I or, believe like, so. or the same yeah, week. Like, it yeah, was like within a day that, or two. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we were all hunting for PlayStation 5s and getting pre orders for that. And I could not get a pre order for the Game and Watch because they didn't have any. Aww. Nowhere had them. I looked all over the internet. I scoured. I was so. I was, I was a little sad about it. I was like, oh, man, I can't believe Nintendo's putting out a cool thing. I have a Game and Watch, like an original one. So I, I and I put like hours and hours and hours into that stupid Luigi juggling game. It's very fun, um, but it's it's very it's goofy to want one. I guess you know it's silly. It was fifty bucks, but I really needed one. I needed it in my life. Finally, uh, about a month goes by, can't find it anywhere. Can't you know? I, I we actually went to different stores to look for PlayStation Fives. I was looking for the Game and Watch as well, and you know couldn't find it. All of a sudden, uh, I get an email from Nintendo that's saying, like, hey, your uh, gold points are going to expire. Do you want to use them? And I was like, oh, Whoa. yeah, sure. I, 
I, I better use them. I always, they always expire. I never get a chance to use them. So, you know, yeah, let me go buy a game or something. Let me see what your offerings are for these gold points, right? Here's a really cute Animal Crossing yellow bandana that I was like, oh, dope. It's almost the exact number of points I need. This is wonderful. I'm going to hit click on that. I was like, do you want to buy anything else? And on the bottom part of it was the Game & Watch. And I was like, yeah, you guys don't have those. This is ridiculous. I click on it. Oh, they're in stock. Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh. If I want one, I just have to buy it. So so I don't think... So this is on the Nintendo like gold coin redemption screen? That's correct. This is Nintendo's... Wow. Like my Nintendo Club, like that whole thing. Like it's in. Was, it, if you just go to Nintendo, they have them. You can order them from them. Was there a PS5 on there too, by chance? Asking for a friend. <laughs> I didn't see one on there, but there might have been, and I just didn't see it. It's a that possibility. That would be so many points. <laughs> so many <Yeah>. points. <laughs> there would be a lot of zeros behind what I don't have for for platinum coins, most likely. It was great because Joe's just like. She's like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm ordering this. Like, it wasn't even a question. It was oh, no. just, hey, I'm ordering this, Brian. Uh, be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> just a statement. Be prepared. I, I clicked the button on it. I don't think I've ever been happier to have Apple Pay sitting on my phone before. <laughs> it was like two clicks, my face, and then it was done. It was going to ship it. It like, makes it feel like you're not even spending money. It did. It was magic, but it would have been more magical had I had the proper address written in my thing. Oh, oh no. So it took a little while to so ship it took, here. It took a while to get here. But, but, but it you know got what? It's here. But it's here. And you're having fun? Oh, my God. It's a pretty oh machine. That gold, it is really red, nice. like, it's mm-hmm. a slick looking device. I am very happy with it. Replaying Mario Brothers 1 on it is, I, that's the only game I have played so far. I've only played more. I'm, I'm trying to just kind of work through everything and slowly enjoy it. But nice. uh, how many games are it's on great. there? Uh, Mario Brothers One, Mario Brothers Two, and it's got the Game and Watch collection. It's got the Luigi Juggling game on it, and it's a watch. Yeah. Oh right, it's so, a game and a watch. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. It's great. Find a way to wear it on your wrist. That's that's the goal. <laughs> like a pit boy. You know what? Like, like a bit. Yeah. Like a big old boy. Like the watches I used to wear? Yes. It's all doable. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, awesome. So that was the uh, Game & Watch Mario Brothers edition. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Woo-hoo. All right. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, this week, I actually played Destiny 2 Beyond Light. That's the newest oh. expansion for Destiny 2. It felt pretty surreal slash weird because this is the first expansion I didn't buy day one and wasn't playing day one. Just because day one was also PlayStation 5 and all the other stuff coming out. So I was like, well, there's no way I'm going to yeah. be able to play that at the same time. Uh, so so this last week or two, I've been sinking time into it. And man, I love myself some Destiny. Destiny always comes back. It's, it's like that warm hug that is just <laughs> like, you know, I don't know what I'm missing in my life. You know, let me let me just go over. Oh, is this a warm hug? D- dis- <laughs> oh, yeah. Despite the convoluted story and some of the balancing or or PvP choices, just playing Destiny, the actual gameplay is just still so solid. It it's, really it's is. It's such a great system, and all the all the all the gameplay itself, the actual shooting mechanics are still just top notch. Amazing. It, nothing feels out of place. Are they still doing that thing with the PvP and Iron Banner where you're like, maybe, yes. maybe I'll get this armor, and then all of the tasks are like, yes. yeah, I'm not going to do this. I don't care anymore. Yes. <laughs> I, I got there. through two of these, and now I don't care. <laughs> yes, it is all still there. I think it's they've made it a little bit easier, but yeah, it's all still there. <laughs> Tell us about the ice powers. Are Ooh, they cool? Yeah. Is it worth it? It is Okay, so they're pretty great. So they're called stasis powers. 
Uh, so depending on what class you are, they are different for each one of them. You have to get like stasified or whatever. Um, and you unlock them. <laughs> I know it's weird. Stasified. Stasified. <laughs> uh, but they are pretty fun. Um, I have not gone. I have not progressed all the way to the end of the story. So I haven't like completely unlocked all of them. Uh, but the little that I have played at them are pretty fun. Um, I have been, cause I've been doing just like the strikes I've been doing uh-huh. like, you know, let me waste a couple of hours just doing basically nothing in a game. But what, 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 do, what do they do? What does stasis do? Is it, is it like ice? Does it freeze them? Is it yeah. go back? What's yeah, yeah, the idea? Yeah. Like fire burns and, and like yeah, electricity yeah. shoots. What does stasis do? Yeah. Depending on your class, uh, they can. So the, the stasis does actually like encase them in a, in a stasis, like, like uh, basically it's like uh, black amber, if you will. Uh, oh, okay. It's all these crystals shoot out of the ground and um, it can either do damage to them or it can actually just trap them and you can just shoot them a whole bunch. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and that was actually a big problem uh, to begin with when it first came out because uh, I guess they didn't realize the uh, the PvP aspect of it. And it was, you could that. actually just freeze players, a whole bunch of them, and that was it. You would just kill that's them. That's probably the only way I'd be able to shoot players because my aim is yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... But yeah, no, the I haven't. I think they 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 patched that out, and or at least they they fixed it a little bit. They made it a little bit better. Uh, but that is, yeah, it's, I'm having a great time. It's it's great. I'll probably talk about it next week as well. Um, I'm loving the game. I'm back. <laughs> All right, I'm back, baby. All right, you give me hope. You uh, give me hope for Destiny. That's right. Uh, so that was me, Destiny Two Beyond Light. And then what about you, man? What did you play this week? So this week, I I achieved the impossible. I completed. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. Ooh, oh my god, wow. that is the impossible. You and Impressive. like three other people. Yeah, I got credit. <laughs> yeah, both in length and bugginess. <laughs> um, it was it was interesting to play a game uh, with the bugs, but if I'm being entirely honest, we played Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed, and then Cyberpunk. And I will admit that the week Cyberpunk came out, it was really rough. But in comparison to Assassin's Creed, now that I'm playing, it doesn't have more bugs. I know I know that it was like a big thing with the internet yeah. but like i i hope it's not the ps5 and in because Watch every Dogs, game i've played on the ps5 has had like shut down right. buggy uh problems yeah but, true and um, in, in watchdogs it would crash every single time you try to exit the game or like pause and wow. that was a ps4 game and like the end of the ps4 as well so yeah i, I feel like cyberpunk is not an anomaly for having a buggy game uh, but yes. the, to their credit, um, their autosave function is so good that anytime I crash out and come back in, I might have lost like 45 seconds. So it doesn't feel like I'm losing anything. And it takes such a small amount of time to load back in that it almost just feels like a loading screen. Right. Uh, so it's yeah. almost like just playing a game with loading screens. Uh, um, it is much more stable now. What are your impressions now that you finish the story? Like, what are you feeling I, th- I think that Cyberpunk, uh, on a whole, I did really enjoy the game. There are certain aspects of the story that I absolutely love, and it is such a shame that this game had so many bugs because more people should be able to experience it. It's really phenomenal. Um, but I mm-hmm. do think that it suffers from a bit of like, I don't, I don't know if it quite found the niche in the identity of what the game was, is on one side, some things are super customizable, and then on the other side, they seem to like want you to fit in this narrative. But then mm. the end of the game, and this isn't ruining anything, is, is you, there's a bunch of different alternate endings that kind of lead down different paths, which was also like very open. And I feel like 
they either should have went one way by making a game about a single character where you're playing that story, or they should have went entirely the other way and made it very open. Oh. But that in-between place that they found, like the ending that I got, it was it was nice, but I was like, oh, I don't know if this really fit my character. Um, even even though I, I, I really enjoyed the tone of the game, but there are like five other endings. So I'm probably gonna go back in and check out some of the other endings. So was okay. it like... I wanted like this big finale to this game that I loved, and it kind of ended with like a boop boop boop. I wonder. Ah. I'm pretty sure probably <laughs> add DLC at probably that will expand maybe some of the post game stuff. Well, I do plan to go back in. Um, they they you cannot play after the game is over, but you can do that classic video game like will load you to right before the last mission thing. Um, yeah. And there are a bunch of different endings. So maybe maybe I just made a bad choice and there's another ending in there that's really going to be like my ending. So I'm not done playing, but I did get credits. And the story is very interesting. They did a good job. Cool. Great. I look forward to experiencing that one day. <laughs> one day. Some, yeah. One day yeah. someone Same. will be able to talk to me about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really want to hear what the story is like because Brian hasn't played it in a bit either. So, you know, one of these days... Destiny you wanna, calls me. I, I, I would love to hear what happens at the end. All right, cool. So that was Cyberpunk 2077. And then Lewis, finally. Have you played like an amazingly different game this week? Or have you also gotten a nice warm hug? Oh, no, nah, man. You know, I played a brand new release. That's right. New release, baby. Red Dead Online. So it's not really... All that. <laughs> Sounds like a warm hug. A yeah, warm, bloody uh, hug. It was. Yeah. I've, been, I've been going hardcore. I've been feeling like Troy in playing Red Dead Online in the sense that I am fully immersed in the world and just doing the most basic of basic everyday things. Like I go in and I'm like, all right, what do I have to do for my day? I'm like, all right, I'm at my camp drinking, eating, and then I've been going hardcore in all the roles. Like, Hardcore on collecting, <laughs> trading. I'm like an established bounty hunter, like uh, about to be like rank 20 bounty hunter. Um, nice. I Your have, name is feared across the land. <laughs> I have like, I have like a bad, I, I'm, I look super cool in my outfit, like super bounty hunter out, different saddles. I, I, it's everything. And I so do like. Are you, when you're playing, do you talk out loud while, while playing by yourself by, by um, chance? No, that's what, like, I, I've run into some people that have tried speaking to me and, like, they're hardcore role-playing it. Like, <laughs> they're just like, what are you doing out here? And I'm like, um, I'm going to ride away. Leave me alone. <laughs> I don't want to fight you. And then one of them, like, tries to rope me. And I went... I guess I'm going to wow. shoot you in the head immediately because you don't know. I shoot randoms in the face <laughs> and headshots all around. And I played some PVP for the first time. And in playing that PVP, oh, I'm yeah. like, I was deathly afraid. I was like, oh, God, I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. I won. Um, nice. nice. <laughs> it was a, a free for all money grab kind of mode. And I was just running around. I, every time I saw someone, I was shooting them in the head or in the body multiple times. And then I'm like, wait, I have explosive ammo. Okay. <laughs> so I had 20 <laughs> rounds and I just shot everyone in one shot body part. Uh, it was great. It was great. I'm... <laughs> and I beat the online story because Red Dead Online has a story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where you can either play it if you have good honor or bad honor i've done both ways completely okay cool so now i'm nice. just trying to 
I'm trying to work my way so I can just get one item, which is a light that hangs off of the horse in Collector. <laughs> oh, I have that. It's amazing. It's the best. <laughs> That's all I want. That's literally what I'm working towards in everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. I've spent hours upon hours just like looking for trinkets. I'm not even doing anything super cool. I'm just looking for trinkets for hours on end. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, that's Red Dead Online. I'm enjoying it. And also, the game's 20, it's a 2018 game, and it still yeah. looks better than some 2020 games. Oh, it still looks, <laughs> I'm just it still looks amazing. It still looks amazing. I agree. All right, cool. So that was Red Dead Online. So that'll do it for our games. That brings us to our news segments. News, 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 news. And this week, we're going to start with the Twitch emote PogChamp, as we knew it, is no more. After the person whose likeness it is based on said some not great things uh, about what happened in DC this week, uh, Twitch completely took it down, the, the Twitch emote PogChamp. They took it down for, I think, 48 hours, and then they came back and they're like, all right, we've decided it's going to be replaced with somebody's different likeness every 24 hours. Oh, it's oh. going to change to somebody else. I actually like that idea in general. Like, even if... Yeah. It- like just because there's like like five people's faces, I don't even know they were real people in those emojis yeah. or whatever they're they're called the the emotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like the idea of spreading the love amongst other big Twitch personalities that aren't like that person. Yeah, exactly. And also, it doesn't it doesn't bring undue attention to any one person because this has been a Twitch emote since I think 2015, if I remember correctly, maybe a little bit longer. So, you know, that's it's kind of a big deal. PogChamp, if it will, and it's become its own vernacular in the entire Twitch community. You just say Pog or you say Poggers or what? something like that. It just means that it's something something yeah. awesome just happened is what it means. Okay, that's what it's for. Okay. Yeah, it's like a hype <laughs> moment. It's like, okay. oh, wow, this just happened, Pog. You know? Oh, and it's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you ever hear somebody say Pog or Poggers, that means that it's what's going on is awesome and they're happy. Oh, so, so it's not just gibberish. Also a little... cool, 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 cool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like that moment when you go, what? Because that's the face you see. Exactly. Saying. That's right. exactly what it is. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's actually pretty cool uh, that it's going to be somebody else every 24 hours. I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, and then also Fall Guys is getting with the year 2021 and it's becoming doomed. Starting what? Tuesday, you can get the Doom Slayer, also known as Doom Guy, as well as other costumes from the game Doom inside the actual game. All like, right. Like the, the game with all the demons yes. and, the, yes. and the blood and the chainsaws. Yeah, yeah. you can become <laughs> two perfect. of the demons. <laughs> That's perfect for Fall Guys. It was only a matter of time. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> there, oh, yeah. There, there's one thing that I said about Fall Guys. Not enough blood. Not, not enough. enough. Blood. Oh, I meant I thought I thought you were gonna say not enough franchising, not enough like branching out. Getting <laughs> costumes in. What they need to do is put the fall guy into Doom <gasps> and just have oh flailing gosh. arms. <laughs> oh my god! He needs With like a metal soundtrack. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and then also, rumor has it, Joe has some Nintendo news. Yeah, there was a big leak this week for a possible more info on the Nintendo Switch Pro. It has a new name. The codename was Alua. And they're not sure if it's actually just a base for the game or an actual all-new Switch. 
but they are saying that it is going to have a OLED display. It's going to have full 4K. When docked, it'll be in full 4K, so playing a lot of the games will look even better now. There's a bunch of other random fun things about it that were just kind of interesting, and uh, those were the two big ones, though. So, yeah, possible Switch uh, Super Leak. Is there, they... um, is there like, any credibility to this? Yes, I cannot for the life of me remember the name of the person who leaked it right now, but it is the person who has leaked every single thing that's been happening with Nintendo for the Switch for the last four years. All right, guys, I don't want to out myself, but it's me. I'm the guy. I'm that I one. I knew it. It, it. All along. It's you. Mm-hmm. Come at me, Nintendo. Oh Please is... don't. Please don't. <laughs> Come is there at me, a Nintendo. picture? Uh... There, there are no pictures yet. Uh, Just text specs, and that's where. I know, right? <laughs> picture didn't happen, man. I'm really right? interested in, we Brian and I were discussing it for the last day or so, I'm, I'm interested in if it's a, actually a new system or if it's just the base of a system, because mm. it is just, almost everything it's talked about has been about being docked, so right. it'd be interesting. I would love yeah. the idea of a plug-and-play upgrade, that would be game-changing, right? Yeah, that'd be ah, cool. Game-changing. Ah. <laughs> Apparently the, the battery's supposed to be better, the screen's supposed to be better, everything about it's supposed to be like a better, longer player time, so... I, I hope it's true. That'd be really cool. Yeah, and at the same cool. time, I'm never getting rid of my Animal Crossing Switch, so I don't even know what I'd do with the new one. Because it's beautiful. <laughs> so why would you do? Why would you get rid of yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then Koei Tecmo filed charges against a person in Kanagawa, Japan, due to him selling a DVD of movies taken from a nude mod for Dead or Alive Extreme Venus Vacation. <laughs> yeah, of That's course. That's insane. So basically. Somebody on the computer or wherever, they applied a, a modification to the game that made all the characters nude. And so they took... Aren't the characters in that game already pretty much nude? They're basically nude. They're not... They're, you don't see all of it. You know, you just see, you know, 98% of it. <laughs> How tasteful. Those bikinis are covering important bits. That's right. But so what they did was they took movies from it. So, you know, they captured footage from it. They put it on a DVD and they decided to sell it. <laughs> and so they're like, well, I mean, that's legitimately our copyrights. You can't do that. Yeah. I'm just surprised that this hasn't happened sooner. I feel like that was the first thing people would have done with this game. So the problem isn't that there is a nude mod. It was that he was selling a DVD of their... Right. You know, of their... Maybe the only problem, it wasn't that there was a nude mod. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem. problem. Oh, okay, the legal right, problem. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, Awesome Games Done Quick was last week, and they managed to raise over a million dollars for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. It's actually still going on right now. Um, I think right now they're at $1.5 million. Um, and that they might go up to two. Who knows? It's it's pretty awesome. That's awesome. Um, and so far, the speedrunning event has actually set several world records during the uh, during the event, including back to back Sonic World records. Sonic boom. Yeah. Two, yeah. Uh, and look it up. I guarantee there's there's definitely a game that they ran that would interest you. I got nothing but respect for uh, speedrunners. Maybe that should have right? been my New Year's resolution <laughs> instead of dating Sims. <laughs> Try to figure out that scene because I, I definitely haven't engaged in it very much, but you are I'm the curious. anti-speedrunner. There is no way you would be good at speedrunning. Exactly, you that's, would be the worst. That's you why would I'm absolutely about it. stop because you were interested in something. <laughs> yes, but what is the motivation to go awesomely quick? <laughs> but I've never gone left before. Oh, look at this! Oh, that's very pretty. Try, 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 try. Focus, focus, focus. I want to do the opposite. The game's done slowly. Yeah. 
Do we know if they had Astro's Playroom as one of the things that was being speedrun? Um, I do not recall if they did it, but I do know they did a uh, they did a Hades run. Was one of the bonus games that they raised money wow. for. And uh, Hades, they did three different weapons in less than an hour and a half. They beat they they beat Hades oh, three different that's, times that's with three different weapons in less than an hour and a half. Yeah, it usually takes me about forty minutes to do one run with one weapon for, for yeah. So you can see how quick that is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you should probably look that run up. It was ridiculous, Troy. It was awesome. Uh, but yeah, I think that will do it for the news this week. And no turn up for what this week, but we do always have our Gamers Digest. Yum. So Gamers Digest is our feature to take a video game and then imagine what if it was a sandwich? I mean, we're the taste of dragons, so we got to get tasty every once in a while. This week, our game to turn into a sandwich will be the mobile hit from 2016, Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. And continuing into this year. I mean, it is still a powerhouse in mobile gaming. Started in 2016. Has (laughs) been supported awesomely ever ever since. I feel like this has to be some type of to-go option, right? It's it's in the name. So I don't know if that means fast food or like a fast casual, but I want to be able to pick this up and take it somewhere. Being that the game was made to incentivize you to walk, I feel like it's not fast food. <laughs> okay, but I do Okay, I do think it might be something like a wrap then. It's something you can hold with yeah. one hand and still yes. play the game in another. It's about power walking. It's about movement. So I think it's something you can still eat while on the go. Uh, yes, Ooh. I think a wrap is the right way to a go. A wrap is perfect. I agree. I agree. Okay, I'm just going to throw this out here because it's my favorite type of wrap, a chicken Caesar salad wrap, a chicken Caesar wrap. I was about to say the same thing. Oh my God, that is my <laughs> favorite wrap too. I'm with you. I'm I gonna... don't know what that has to do with Pokemon. I'll let you all figure that out. <laughs> uh, I, I, I feel like that's not necessarily the healthiest of wraps, but uh, <laughs> it, it is a wrap, I suppose. It's the I'm most gonna... delicious, though. It is I'm going to say because of the, the generation that this game reached, yeah. uh, that that's, that wrap should have avocado in it. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Avocado to represent leaf types. What is it? Avocado to represent grass, grass types. There you right? Go. So what else can we get to represent some of the other highlights? Oh, I'm worried about this. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm please. gonna go with I'm gonna go with so the lettuce in a chicken Caesar wrap is Bulbasaur, one of the starter Pokemon of the first generation. Um, I think that that perfectly represents Bulbasaur. Okay. Um, and then you have inside the little salad dressing, you have Squirtle. For for the you know the little watery type there. Squirrel is the salad dressing, is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, this is getting gross. That, that's a really unhealthy squirtle. <laughs> what, hey, what are we? What I wasn't we... going to get specific. Let's let's backtrack a little bit and say that this okay. that this wrap comes in three different varieties: the instinct, okay. oh, the like mystic, it. and the bravery. What's the red one? What's the... the Gryffindor? Valor. <laughs> Valor, yes. I like the Gryffindor. So maybe, maybe there's like a, like a tomato wrap, a spinach wrap, and then like a whole wheat wrap, and you can get them in the different colors. I don't know. I, teams. Okay, wait, I, okay, wait, wait. I kind of feel like Instinct is the only one of them that would be good for you. Like it's on, it's like some sort of like the, the pita is actually like made of multigrain. Like it's actually Golden more wheat. like nan. It's, you know, like like the, the Instinct one is really good for instinct, you. The Valor instinct one, is uh, gluten-free. Yeah, instinct, instinct is also is gluten-free. gluten-free. Like everything about the instinct one is oh, good for yeah. you. Oh yeah. 
the Valor one is actually spicy. It has yes. like, uh, and it could be tomato based. It could be everything in it is just this spicy, good mixture of like heat, some chili in there. Yeah. And then the Mystic one is like your your basic chicken wrap, your chicken Caesar wrap, because that's the one that everybody likes. And it's just great. You know, like <laughs> it's not like, great for you, but it's That's good. the chicken Caesar one for that's, me. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I think the I like Valor it. one should be a lot. Because anyone in Valor yes. is kind of like a lot. Put a lot. It's like yes. a buffalo, like a buffalo chicken wrap with yeah. like yeah. some buffalo but sauce on it. I like that. But it's got buffalo sauce. Put and some then- of Troy's favorite cinnamon in there. <laughs> and then there's like bacon in it. Like, you know, like it was enough and then they put bacon on top <laughs> of it. It's good, but it's like a lot. I think I'm becoming Team Valor. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Every single one of these wraps comes with avocado in it. It doesn't matter which yeah, wrap it is. Oh, yeah. Of they all have avocado. The board. Standard. So that, that's the base. Does that make instinct? Like, what, what's... It's it, like you said it's good for you, right? tofu. Kale, I guess. Kale. Some, yeah. Some tofu. Every person I've ever met who's like an instinct, a team instinct person, is really, really awesome. They're super... Not that they're health conscious, but they're like just a really good, wholesome person who eats yeah. good, wholesome, preschool things. Amanda, so you're like, team instinct. I am team instinct. You do eat well. I do eat well. So there you go. See what I mean? I don't. They're in it for the love of the game. That's what they're in. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. What, what are you all? What what teams are you all on? Uh, mystic. I am Mystic. I am Mystic as well. <laughs> I, I chose mine because... There wasn't a green option. I chose blue. That was my next favorite color. <laughs> that is also why I chose mine, because there wasn't a green option. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, did you ever play the game, Lewis? I did, but I played it when it came out, and then all my Pokemon got one day deleted, so and, then I quit And there playing. were no teams. Oh, that's right. And I quit. I'm like, well, you messed it up. I'm done. You messed it up. <laughs> so, so Lewis, he was eating the sandwich, but then someone dropped it. And Just dropped the sandwich. Like, yes, right, someone well, smacked it out of my hand, and I went, well, <laughs> I guess that's that. <laughs> I guess I'm so, never eating here again. <laughs> so what do we have? We have we have three wraps. We have a, a chicken Caesar wrap, which is on like a like a spinach wrap. Oh, yeah, yeah. Spin- like a spinach, like, like a green spinach wrap. Yep. Like a tomato yeah. with buffalo wrap with Extra bacon. bacon. And avocado, extra and we, buffalo sauce, extra buffalo sauce, extra. And yes. then we have like a like a whole wheat, whole grain, tofu, bean sprouts, bean, tofu bean sprouts wrap. Ooh, I like that. Wow. I like that one. I like the bean sprouts. And, mm. and all of it, all of it's on the go. One hand, eat, keep yeah. walking, and go see your favorite places. Yeah, that's right. I think that's Pokemon Go as a sandwich, y'all. I yum. agree. I agree. Yum. Yum, 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 yum. Nicely well, done, everyone. That's been our Gamer's Digest. Yum. And now that brings us to our Dragon of the Week. It's the Dragon of the Week, so don't you freak. It's the Dragon of the Week, and it's not meek. Dragon of the Week. Dragon of the Week is our chance to learn a little bit about the industry whether it's a person, place, or company, we love to know more about the people behind the games that we love to talk about. So Brian is going to bring to you our dragon of this week. Take it away, dra- Dragon Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I said dragon so much, I just replaced your name with dragon. You were just about to say you know, I- I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> this week, I'm going to be doing an entire gaming company uh, called Toys for Bob. They are the creators of two of my favorite franchises ever. 
I would Uh-oh. say them, but it would spoil Final it. Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I said, of my, of my. <laughs> so, you know what? Let me, let me take you away. Let me whisk you away back to the late 1970s. Disco Ooh. is booming and dying somehow at the same time. People are trying to remember a specific night in September. And two <laughs> nerds who don't know each other are graduating from the University of California, Berkeley. A mustache just appeared on my face for some reason. I know, right? <laughs> These amazing people were by the name of Paul Reach III and Fred Ford. They just so happened to go into the video game industry through different means. Ford, a programmer, was working creating games for Japanese computers before going into graphics at Silicon Valley. And Reich, an artist and designer, first started out working at TSR, the publishers of Dungeons and Dragons, before transitioning into game development at Free Fall Associates. So now, you know, flash forward to the late 80s. Michael J. Fox is either traveling through time or becoming a wolf. People just want to dance with somebody. And these two <laughs> nerds still don't know each other. But that was and all about to change. And I just grew a mullet somehow. Yeah. <laughs> and you're somehow playing the stocks. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Risha's friend helped secure him a three-game deal with Accolade, which means he was in need of a programmer. And at that same time, Ford was getting fed up with the graphics companies and wanted to get back to his roots of the game industry. So their mutual friends set up what was basically a play date with the two of them <laughs> at one of their friends' house and was like, you, you both like baseball, have fun. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I just imagine that's what was said. You can't change my mind. All right. Yeah, that's it, just what I. It's <laughs> like it's like when your mom brings you over to like her friend's kid. And it's like, you two play with each other. I'm sure you'll like each other. And you're like, all right, mom. All right. (laughs) He likes Sonic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, shocked to no one listening to this story, they both became friends. Cool. The company they formed needed a name. So, with the help of Risha's wife, they came up with Toys for Bob. And I'll come back to that name at at the end of this entire thing and the reasoning behind it. But Thank you. The first game they created together was a little joint called Star Control. Yeah, they nailed it from the get-go. It was voted the best science fiction game by video games and computer entertainment. And after the success, they developed Star Control 2, which was one of my favorite games of all time. I'm guessing Uh, this is like a a flight simulator, but with a space? Something like that. It It is a game in space where you kind of are the last of humanity. Oh no. And you have to and you interact with all these other alien so uh, civilizations and you team up to take down. It's like a simulator? It's not a simulator. It's more like an RPG. Yeah, it's kind of more like or a like a like a civilization, like an action RPG. You're, okay, you're steering so you, like a spaceship. You play uh, as a, like down. a character, as like a set of characters. There's a story, yeah. something along that line. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a huge story too. And it. is it like a like a like a two D thing or a first person or what? You move a character around. Oh, it's the definitely two D. It's definitely two D. Top down. You're looking down at your top spaceship down. as it's going through space. Okay. And cool. they actually have like. I think almost a thousand different systems in it, which each have their own, um, uh, each have their own uh, planets and their oh, own wow. uh, orbits and everything. Like they did a lot with this. It's like the original No Man's Sky. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And this is, like I said, one of my favorite games of all time. And what was funny is I didn't realize that they created this when I was first looking up this company. It was for a different game that I'm going to get to later. Oh, that's hilarious. I love that. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, they made Star Control 2. <laughs> and it's like, of course they oh did. God. Of course they did. Of course did. they did. <laughs> um, and to actually create the game, uh, they brought in Greg Johnson, who created a game called Starflight. And Johnson was a friend of Reish's, and he was credited by both Reish and Ford as having the biggest impact on the game. However, the game ran both late and over budget, and money from Accolade had completely dried up. So Ford personally paid the team's salary during the last couple of months of developments. And uh, it's a good thing he did, because that game was an even bigger deal than Star Control 1. So now, imagine, the year is now 1992. <laughs> Parachute pants were everywhere, and you couldn't touch them. And so the company was offered to do yet another Star Control game. But they said, nah, we want to do something else. (laughs) But we'll license you the content so you can create one. So Accolade was making another Star Control 3. They ended up entering a publishing agreement with Crystal Dynamics. Hey, they make the Tomb Raider. Yes, that's Crystal Dynamics. And made games for them for the next 10 years. (laughs) But (laughs) they created a multitude of games from the full motion game, The Horde, which had both Martin Short and Kirk Cameron acting in it. Wait, seriously? What is the name of that game? Seriously. The Horde. It was released in 1994. I I think we have our next friend zone for Wednesday, (laughs) y'all. Get ready. Uh, So yeah, from that game to Pandemonium to their last game, which was a licensed game called 102 Dalmatians Puppies to the Rescue. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, uh, however unfortunately crystal dynamics decided after uh they released that one to fire everyone at toys for bob oh no so they ended up just reforming the company as an independent company again and decided to find another publisher and this was you know year 2002 let's just go with that so uh this publisher would become activision and that was all thanks to some former employees of toys for bob who had uh, formed their own company, and that company got acquired by Activision. So they kind of like introduced them to their bosses, like, hey, these are cool guys to work with. You know, you should work with them. So Activision had been seeing how well the licensed games that Toys for Bob had been releasing were selling. So they offered them the Disney license that would become Disney's Extreme Skate Adventures. (laughs) Yeah, that that was an actual game that released in 2003. (laughs) I have no idea what the premise of that game would be. I, I'm only imagining you doing like sick kick flips off of like it's a small world or something. I agree. But it could also be ice skating. I don't know. Oh, that's even better <laughs> than what I thought. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but that game did so well. Activision actually acquired the company in 2005 and they continued to put out licensed games. Now, flash forward to the late 2000s. Jeans were so skinny, they were cutting off circulation. People were just dancing to Lady Gaga. And somehow, I have frosted tips. Right? (laughs) Uh, And unfortunately, even though their games were well-crafted and good, due to the economic crash, their games were not selling very well anymore. So they needed to come up with something new. You know, something something to jazz it up. So their character designer, Ai Wei Huang, came up with an idea to merge toys and games. Mm. And with the help of technical engineer Robert Leyland, they came up with the design and technical know-how in order to make it work on consoles. But they needed something to make it click with people. And Activision said, hey, here's all of our intellectual property that we haven't done anything with. I see where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) What would you like to have? Here's all of our old properties. And and so they saw, and they're like, hey, 
there's this purple dragon that would fit in perfectly with the universe that we're creating. And they chose, that's right, Spyro. And this would become the mega blockbuster franchise, Skylanders, Spyro's Adventure. Holy crap. That's a journey. Yes. Oh, yeah. And again, this is what I started with. I started with Spyros, and I was like, oh, my God, Star Control 2? <laughs> this is crazy. And so now the story on how that game even came to fruition is amazing on its own and includes them learning how to make toys, the Activision CEO personally giving them an extra year to work on the game nice. to the consternation of all the other executives at the company, and also being turned down by Nintendo to release it exclusively for the Wii. Oh, Yeah, wow. they turned them down. <laughs> Damn, Nintendo, once again, you missed the ball. I know. And then, you know, they, they released Amiibos, which and just then they them stole off, it. But whatever. That's business, baby. That's exactly yeah. what happened to PlayStation. They were like, nah, PlayStation, yeah. we're good. Oh, let's yeah. get working on that GameCube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then after Skylanders dried up, though, they would make the Spyro Reignited trilogy to critical acclaim. Oh, yeah. And they actually most recently released crash bandicoot 4 it's about time oh they're behind that game as well yeah they're behind that too oh wow <laughs> they're just in charge of our childhood i guess <laughs> they are they are the gatekeepers and they're doing a great job of it just keep bringing so, back things that you know i already like damn it yeah <laughs> and uh this company is just absolutely amazing but i don't want to leave you hanging on how they came up with the name yes so paul Risha's wife is a poet and so she said to create a name that generates interest, that doesn't distance yourself from people, and that you can reinvent. Oh, okay. So, so Paul Reich actually loved toys. So I was like, boom, let's go with it. And then Bob is a universal name. So boom, let's do that. Oh. And so they actually have an official rule at the company, which is that everyone gets their own Bob. Uh, by which that means that if somebody asks, hey, Who's Bob? The employee can just say a random Bob that only they have in order to confuse people because everyone at the company has a unique Bob and will give a different answer depending on who they ask. Wow. So their own fictional Bob. That's great. Or even just somebody who's actually real, but they have to make sure that it's completely unique to them. So they actually, whenever they start the company, they come up with their own Bob. Somewhere there is a Bob Excel sheet in that company. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I'm sure Manda's in charge of it somehow. I don't know how, but it's an Excel spreadsheet. She's got to be in charge of it. (laughs) But yeah, reading the story was hilarious. (laughs) So, uh, So my hat is off to you, Toys for Bob. Uh, thank you for creating two of my favorite games slash franchises ever. Like That's fantastic. It's, it's Thanks so it's much, Brian. That's a really cool story. And thank you for the time-traveling journey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're welcome. I, I have a mustache and a frosted mullet that I need to somehow get rid of. Thanks. <laughs> what do you mean? You can just start diners, drive-ins, and dives, and you could be... <laughs> no, I feel like I'm just getting ready for the Tiger King sequel now <laughs> with that trio. <laughs> Welcome to Flavortown. It's inhabited by tigers. <laughs> uh, but cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. But unfortunately, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. But you can always find us online. That's right. Make sure to check us out on twitch.tv backslash taste of dragons. That's where we, the dragons, split up and we all take a different night of the week and have unique program for each night, except Tuesdays. 
Uh, <laughs> so please stop by, check us out, drop a follow, drop a subscribe, chat, or even just chat to us. We'll be there. Check out what we're doing on Instagram. That's where you'll find our schedule on Instagram at Taste of Dragons. Make sure to follow us there as well. But the fun doesn't stop just at Instagram because on Twitter, we have devoted our account to highlighting and promoting indie games. And Mandy, who's in charge of that account, do you have an indie game this week that stood out to you that you'd like to tell the people? I actually have an update on one of the indie games that we've talked about previously is Prem on Twitter for a really long time. And their Steam page just dropped. So if you haven't wish-listed Prim yet, uh, Prim is a point-and-click adventure game. It's all black and white, and it's a little bit like in the style of uh, Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, but it's about the daughter of death. It's very adorable. The art is wonderful, and I highly recommend it. That is Prim, P-R-I-M, on Steam. Thank you very much, Mandy, for that update. And uh, with that, I'm going to toss it back to Brian. Uh, Thank you. And as always, though, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. I'm Lewis. And I'm Joe. And we are The The Taste of Dragons. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you. And you have a great week as well, Brian. Thank you. And you, you, and you, and you, and you over there. Always for Bob the Builder. Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. Podcast for everyone's taste.